Welcome to Money Matters with Arnie on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Brought to you by Arnold Zweig, Senior Wealth Advisor, Director Wealth Management at Scotia McLeod. 706, 22 degrees right now in downtown Montreal. Your host, Kelly Alexander, alongside Arnold's way. It sounds so uh, official when they call you Arnold. Well, you know, we can bring it down to Arnie. Arnie. I love that. Um, It makes you sound like you don't go around with a pocket protector. Well, I I, I, like I, I don't show it to many people. <laughs> I show the stains in my pockets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, uh, always happy to have you back on CJD, Arnie. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, Arnie will be here until 8 o'clock. So if you've got any uh, questions, 514-790-0800 by phone and 514-800 by text. And we appreciate your first name uh, in the text. So if you've got, uh, you know... Can I even say tax questions now? You ta- can, you can. I know we're kind of out of tax season, but some people I know are not. Because I was talking, always to a, tax it's season. always tax season. <laughs> and that voice you hear is uh, our guest for Sassoir, uh, Mr. Ernie Furt, who is a tax partner at FL Fuller Orlando. Hello, Ernie. Hi. How are you? Today? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much. You look dapper as well. I have to say. Thank you. Both you and Arnie didn't get the memo that it's uh, relaxed uh, Thursday uh, soiree, so you should have been wearing shorts. But well, well neither of us are wearing ties. <laughs> That's true. (laughs) That's good. We'll go with that. Uh, So, uh, Ernie, you're going to get into tax uh, business a little bit later. So we're going to get into that. But, Arnie, I know that we wanted to kick things off by the fact that you had an interesting experience recently, which I think is great in the fact that you went to um, a graduation and it got you thinking about young people and their finances. That's right. I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, uh, to go to a McGill graduation of my uh, niece, and it, it brought me back to a, a simpler time in my life. <laughs> um, and, you know, so the good news is nobody tripped uh, and fell on stage okay. going up the stairs. So all that stuff, everything that, Happened, yeah. that graduates are, are concerned about at that moment, mm-hmm. just before they get the uh, diploma, nothing, no, no catastrophes happen. But what got me to think is um, how few people in the crowd were probably thinking about, you know, what's going to happen next week, next month. They're going to focus on, you know, uh, relaxing from exam period. They're going to focus on tan lines and and where to go from here, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that uh, that, uh, people probably don't focus on at this time of year, this time of their life, is... planning for the future Mm -hmm. and and, you know everybody's looking for a job and let's assume for a moment that you get your dream job and um but but how do you focus on not becoming cash poor why cash poor because all of a sudden you're going to have a paycheck Mm -hmm. all of a sudden everything that you've wanted to buy that uh, that was a little bit out of reach seems a lot more uh you know attainable so here's here's my thing most people are financially illiterate, and most certainly most graduates are. Mm-hmm. So why don't you take the next few months and pretend you're taking a summer course? And the summer course is in basic financial uh, planning, uh, investing, being responsible to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, don't follow every word you find on, you know, on the Internet. Uh, there's a lot of great sources. Perhaps even touch a, a paperback book. Go to a library and get a book. Yeah. And what you're looking for are the keys onto how to pay yourself first. And, you know, people say, well, you pay yourself first. But the truth is you have to understand that um, as a, a new adult with a new paycheck, you're, you're going to uh, want 
to buy a whole bunch of things. You're going to want a new mode of transportation. You're going to want new furniture. And you're going to want a large television. But the truth is, six months later, that 60-inch television will not have the ooh-ah factor. It will be part of the wall covering. Um, A bed, sure, you need a new bed, but you don't have to go out and buy all the new linens. You know, those Ninja Turtle bedspreads and pillowcases, Mm -hmm. until they're worn out, Maybe, you know, hang on to them for a little while longer. The problem really is that people spend too much and go into debt for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going to go into debt because, God forbid, there's a medical emergency in the family and that's the only way to deal with it, understandable. If you're going to go into debt because you're going to go and get an advanced degree and thereby better yourself and better your, uh, you know, uh, ability to earn a living further on, you know, Warren Buffett is all for that. But the idea of, you know, just buying stuff because you have Mm -hmm. a paycheck is what I want people to avoid doing. The other problem is falling into bad habits. So, you know, you're, a lot of people are addicted to caffeine or fast food or cigarettes or whatever, and I'm not going to pretend that uh, you know I understand how to get off addictions. But what I do want people to realize is let's try not to, um, just because we have a new paycheck, let's try not to go out and buy lunch every day, $15 lunches at, at downtown. Uh, the food, you know, you're full of sugars and salts and fats and probably little protein and greens. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not go out to every happy hour every evening. The terraces are very inviting now that the rain has stopped. Mm-hmm. But you know, spending a thousand dollars a month on happy hours is not the way to start a new chapter, uh, chapter in your life. Right. So, what's the solution? The mm-hmm. solution, very simply, is to pay yourself first. And that, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, create a budget. What are your basic expenses? And then you work backwards. I want to save. Two percent. I want to say five percent, and immediately before you start uh, putting money in your pocket, you're going to uh, have a direct withdrawal or a pre-authorized checking, and that money disappears, and it comes out of your regular account. You don't have access with a an Interact card. You just put it aside because what do you need to do? Well, number one, you need to build an emergency pl- uh, fund, and that takes months to accumulate if you're only going to put aside a few. Bucks a week, Mm -hmm. but that's very important to have an emergency fund of about three months worth of of um, of uh, cash flow salary. The other thing is. Once you are working, find out what benefits are available through your employer. If there's a pension plan, join it right away. If there's something that they match funds, join that right away because you want to not incur unnecessary debt and you want to save all at the same time. And if you're going into this, you know, this new chapter with a uh, a truckload of debt, well, start paying down the debt and you'll, you know, go out a little less frequently because you got to knock down that debt before it becomes a, a real albatross around your neck. Right. Perfect. Um, if you have questions with uh, with regards to this for Arnie, 514 by phone and 514 by text. Um, I, I know it's funny. I have a, a lot of colleagues that I work with who are, are uh, you know, in their early 20s, and they're doing exactly what you have just spent five minutes saying. 
They're doing the saving part or the spending part? The spending part. Oh, okay. Some of them are doing the saving part. <laughs> so maybe we should have a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> we should have some with some of my younger colleagues. Not all of them, but like I, I was there a few years ago myself. So I totally understand, especially because I think once you go through school and you've been spending, spending, spending on your school and all that, when you finally um, get a bit of cash flow, you're like, oh, I can breathe a little bit here. And then when you should be, like you said, paying yourself first. Yeah. They, you know, it, it's human nature. We all want to reward ourselves. We've done good. Mm-hmm. You know, these graduates are, are proud of what they've accomplished. Mm-hmm. But it's just the beginning. And, you know, having a truckload of debt uh, accumulate uh, the wrong kind of debt before you're 30 will be with you for decades. You're listening to uh, Money Matters with Arnie Zweig here on CJD. Again, if you've got any questions, 514-790-0800 by phone and 514-800 by text. My name is Kelly Alexander. Off to the CJD Traffic Center now at 715 with Kira Yeager. You're listening to Money Matters with Arnold Zweig of Scotia McLeod on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's your host, Kelly Alexander, alongside Arnie Zweig and our guest this evening, Ernie Furt, who is a tax partner at FL Fuller Landau. I have to say that is a lot to get out in <laughs> just the FL Fuller Landau part. That's a tongue twister. Uh, so, Ernie, welcome to CJD. Thank you. And Arnie, I know you've got big questions to get to with uh, with Ernie for just a sec, but we did get a text come in over the break at 5140, and I wanted to get to this. Uh, you, it says, you mentioned having the wrong kind of debt. What's the right kind of debt? Uh, would you limit this to only mortgage and car payments? So the it's a great question. The wrong kind of debt is consumer debt, okay? So uh, buying the TV. Buying stuff. Okay. You know, uh, going on, on your um, Florida vacation or your Cuban vacation, not having the money and putting it on a credit card and paying that off, never. Right. The right kind of debt certainly would be uh, the real estate. Uh, a car, uh, you know, I wouldn't say an Austin Martin for the average person, but, right. uh, you know, a vehicle, a method of transportation, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, and then uh, things like uh, real estate, investment, and certainly education. Borrowing money so that you can continue in your education and and really invest in yourself, is the, that's the right kind of debt. Okay, perfect. 514-790-0800 by phone if you uh, have any questions for Arnie. And of course, uh, you can reach us again by text at 514-800. So, uh, Arnie? Ernie. <laughs> Ernie. Ernie. So, 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 you know, this has nothing to do with President Trump and, uh, you know, the fact that there have been all kinds of people wanting to move or threatening to move to Canada. But uh, there seems to be a, a number of people, a number of Canadian citizens who had their entire, uh, you know, professional career down in the States and now they're looking to move home. Um how did the, you know? Is, is there a, a complicated way of moving your assets from the states? Is there a simple way? I meant to say to move your assets, your retirement plans, your investments from the states to Canada. It can be complicated and it can be simple. It depends what you have, because there are certain plans that are more easily transferable, like a regular IRA or a four hundred one k plan. Those are easily transferable in the sense that you cash them, usually after you're 59 and a half, and you pay, your, you pay your U.S. withholding tax on it, which is 15%, possibly a little higher, maybe 25. And then you can, uh, you'll, you'll tax that in, in Canada also. 
and put it into an RSP and it won't disturb your RSP room. You'll get a foreign tax credit as well as an RSP deduction for it. Okay, so so it is it's truly workable. a rollover. It is, there's a rollover, but it's not for everything, and you have to look at what you have. And certain times, it's not necessary to roll over stuff. There's Roth IRAs, which is effectively a savings plan, which is not even taxable in the States. There's a rule in the Canada-U.S. tax treaty that basically says if the investment for a U.S. person would not be taxable when it's withdrawn, it's not taxable in Canada either. So sometimes you see certain 1099s for pensions. That those are the forms that that they get in the in the states uh, when people have a pension withdrawal, and you'll see a taxable portion and a non-taxable portion. So effectively, the taxable portion is what is taxed in Canada as well. Okay, so then the flip side of that is you have an American citizen who's living and working in Canada. Uh, are there special considerations for them? There are special considerations, but not necessarily on the retirement side. We don't have that, you know, as many different types of uh, of uh, registered plans. You can have a registered pension plan with an employer. You can you can have a deferred profit sharing plan. Uh, you can have an RRSP. These are you know, and the RRSP could be self directed or not necessarily self directed. You're allowed to do the RRSP. It doesn't matter if you're American or Canadian. What matters is that you're a resident in Canada and earning that employment income or business income personally, and then you can do your RRSP. But there's certain investments because when an American is here and is resident in Canada, that American still has to file American tax returns. So you have to watch out for certain types of investments that you do. Uh, you know, for example, one of the investments that I that I don't generally recommend is to invest in a mutual fund because the investment in the mutual fund will force you to to prepare additional forms in the United States and in, in, on a different accounting method that you're not going to get the answers necessarily from your Canadian broker. And the problem with that is you're going to end up paying more in accounting fees than you're going to earn in investment income. Uh, we had a text come in to 514 from Romeo, and I think this is probably something that you guys would like to take. Apparently, uh, Romeo's mom is retired. She wants to invest in a condo in Florida, and he wants to know if he, uh, if Romeo himself and his brother should put the condo directly in their name to save problems down the road, even though I guess she will be paying for it. Well, effectively, what should be done before is the mom should gift the two major children over 18 mm-hmm. the money. The two major children should purchase the condo in their names, and then they can avoid an issue later on with a deemed disposition upon death uh, of mom in Canada and any potential U.S. estate tax that would arise at that point in time. Okay. So it's not a bad idea, but you know the money has to be theirs. Their, their name should be on it, and they should give mom the right to live there as long as she... She's able. Oh, well, if she's ponying up the money, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> 514-790-0800 by phone and 514 by text. Uh, Arnie, going back to your point a little bit earlier, we've had a, a text come in to 514 uh, saying, how much money should I be sa- saving if I plan on buying a house in Montreal while still being a student working part-time? I love the way this person is thinking. This is yeah, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. So the answer is as much as you can. 
you know, there is no rule of thumb. Uh, you want uh, to have as large a down payment as possible and take as little mortgage as possible. So if you can squirrel away every uh, tip or, you know, nickel, quarter, dime, looney, toony, just keep doing it because it's never enough. Okay, perfect. 514-790-0800 by phone and 514-800 by text. Arnie, uh, what is up next for Ernie? Well, um, uh, you know, there's this uh, form that uh, was recently introduced. It's an 1135 form. All uh, Most uh, taxpayers seem to, uh, that have investments, seem to have the need or requirement to file this. Um it has to do with income and investments outside of Canada, and so Ernie, I'd like you to sort of address it after the news. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do one of those cliffhangers. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. And what a cliffhanger! <laughs> An eleven thirty five cliffhanger. Exactly. I All love right. that. That should All be on right. a bumper sticker. Uh, you're listening to uh, Money Matters with Arnie Zweig here on CJD. Uh, we're joined tonight by Ernie Furt, who is a uh, tax partner with FL Fuller Landau, and of course uh, Arnie Zweig, who is senior wealth advisor, director of wealth management with Scotia McLeod. My name is Kelly Alexander, and again, if you've got questions, five one four seven nine zero eight hundred by phone and five one four eight hundred by text. You're listening to CJD. J-A-D. You're listening to Money Matters with Arnold Zweig of Scotia McLeod on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Good evening, 7.35 right now and uh, 22 degrees still in downtown Montreal. Your host, Kelly Alexander, with you on Money Matters with Arnie Zweig. Uh, Arnie, again, is a Senior Wealth Advisor, Director of Wealth Management at Scotia McLeod. You can reach out to Arnie, by the way, uh, at his office, 514-287-3684 and the website, zffinancial.ca. Of course, Arnie is here until 8 o'clock tonight at 514-790-0800 by phone and 514-800 by text. And Paul, I see you on the line. I know you've got a tax question we're going to get to you in just a sec uh, but our guest tonight is uh, Ernie Furt who is a tax partner at FL Fuller Landau and uh, we had this cliffhanger a tax question cliffhanger <laughs> before we went to news and I don't like to disappoint the people who've been hanging on with bated breath so please give us the 1135 tax uh, cliffhanger Ernie well what is it what is a T1135 anybody who has foreign investments in excess of $100,000 Canadian at cost has to report this T1135. Now, over the years, this form has evolved. There's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of changes, some positive changes, not too many negative changes, but there's been some positive changes to it in, in the sense that if you're under $100,000 of investment income, uh, not investment income, but cost of, uh, of f- f- foreign securities, you don't have to have one. So that's great, okay? If of cost. Cost. Okay. At cost. If you're between 100 and 250 there's a simplified method basically you just have to list the type of investments you have which could include funds held outside of Canada you know your little Vermont bank account or your Plattsburgh bank account shares of non-resident corporations now shares of non-resident corporations you can handle shares of non-resident corporations IBM is a non-resident corporation so if you own IBM that's that's part of it indebtedness by non-residents interest in non-resident trusts real estate outside of Canada now, real estate outside of Canada does not mean your Florida condo. That is your own property, unless you're using that con- that condo to generate rental income. Then if, it, if you're using that condo to generate rental income, it goes there. So there's a simplified method for, for this by reporting it there, and you can also report securities with a registered broker-dealer on here. So that's easy, and, and you just have to list the top three countries that are there, declare the income, 
from all of that specified foreign property and declare the capital gain or loss. So people who have an investment account, an RSP... Not an RSP. You're not, you're no, gonna... no. So this is what they have. An RSP, an investment account that has you know, no American stocks per se, but there are mutual funds. Who knows if there's American held within? And a condo in Florida. Are they required to file this? In? With the condo in Florida, no. The, depending on the, the mutual fund, if it's a Canadian mutual fund, the answer is no. And if there's no American stocks in the portfolio, that's strike three, and the answer is no again. Excellent. So we can make this simple for we our could listeners. make it simple. Okay, <laughs> simple's good. Yeah, but but there's also complicated in the sense very complicated is as if you happen to have a U.S. brokerage account with a U.S. stockbroker or a foreign stockbroker, say Switzerland or something like that, then you have to report each security individually, and there's a lot of work that has to be done. People try to do it at the, do it themselves, and I've seen people tear their hair out trying to do it, and it is difficult. So just be careful and look where you're investing. Invest in Canada. You can invest in foreign property, but just invest in the right foreign property. 514-790-0800 by phone and 514-800 by text. We've got Paul on the line. Paul, you have a question? Yes. Uh, hi. Uh, I have My question is for the gentleman. I want to sell a duplex here in Quebec, and I want to buy a condo or house in Florida. Now I want to know if I sell the duplex here, if I have to pay any uh, taxes and, again, capital, if I buy a same year in Florida. Okay. So, first of all, do you live in one of the uh, units of the duplex? No. So, this this totally is revenue property? Yes. So, in other words, when you sell it, there's going to be a capital gain that yes. you're going to have to pay tax on. Maximum rate on the capital gain is, say, about 26%. Okay. Okay. Now you're taking that money, less the taxes, and you're going to buy something in Florida, condo, whatever. You can't use replacement property rules. You can't defer the capital gain on the Canadian sale. You pay the tax on the in Canada. You buy your property in the U.S. with the net proceeds, and there you go. Let's say I bought the, the condo or house in Florida, and a few years after I sell it. Okay. So if you now sell, I have to pay tax again in Canada. Well, for, you also have to pay tax in the United States. So you sell it. If any, if any gain capital. If, if there's any capital gain, but you have to watch. It could be a capital gain. Well, first of all, let, let's go through it in order. Because the property is in the U.S., the U.S. gets the first kick at the can. So you yeah. figure out the capital gain if there is any uh, in U.S. dollars and report that on a U.S. tax return which is called the 1040NR because you're not a citizen of the States. Any non-resident files a 1040NR when they dispose of a U.S. real property. Now, if you, if you end up paying tax on this, and chances are you may not, depending on how much the gain is, but it is reportable, you have to report this gain in Canada, but you also have to do the, the, foreign, uh, the, the foreign conversions of the currency because you could have bought the property uh, when the dollar was $1.20, and sold it when the dollar is a dollar thirty-five. So you you, yeah. you you have to be careful with that as well. And then you pay the tax, or you'll have a loss, or whatever it is, in Canada with respect to the property. And if you did pay any tax in the United States, that tax can be used as a foreign tax credit in Canada to the extent of the Canadian tax. Paul, thank you so much for the call. Five one four seven nine zero zero eight hundred by phone and five one four eight hundred by text. 
Ernie, where are we heading next with Ernie? Let, let's talk about donations. Um, okay. You know, uh, a lot of people uh, dig deep into their pockets and uh, don't actually understand how to get all the benefits of a tax donation for the donations that they give. So uh, you had some thoughts on uh, on that. There's quite a few thoughts, depending on how you have your money. Let, let's say you invested with Arnie at, uh, and, and you have some accrued capital gains on some of the shares that you've invested in. But you really, you know, you want to make your donation commitment to the, to the Montreal General Hospital or whatever, whatever lovely institution. And you have this capital gain and you bought a share for $2,000. It's now worth ten, And you really want to give 10000 to the hospital. So what you could do is you could sell the shares, you have an $8,000 gain, you pay, let's let's call it 50%, and so we'll, we'll pay $4,000, or, or we'll, you know, sorry, uh, we have an $8,000 gain, so we'll pay 25% on that, so we'll pay $2,000 and have $6,000 left. Or six plus the cost of stuff too, so we have, eight, sorry, we have $8,000 left. My math is a little off today. Well, it's uh, the abacus you're using. <laughs> yeah, it must be. I, usually, I usually use a calculator. Now, if you don't, another thing you could do is instead of doing that, you can actually donate the shares. So most broker dealers will be able to take those shares, donate them to a charity, whichever charity of your choice. You don't have to pay the capital gains tax on those shares. And now, you have a donation receipt for $10,000, which is what you wanted to do in the first place. So that's one way of doing it. So so just to recap, I've invested to, we've, the value is now 10. Mm-hmm. So I have an $8,000 gain. If I were to sell it, I'd pay $2,000 in taxes. Correct. I'd only have 8000 in my pocket. Right. But I want to give a ten thousand dollar charity. Uh, so you'd have to find so I have to find two grand in your pocket. Right. Given that uh, I went through your pocket and you don't have it no. right now, I'm better off giving the ten thousand dollar stock position and getting a ten thousand dollar tax receipt. Yes, and you wouldn't have to pay any tax on the capital gain. And that tax receipt would be what worth what to me as a refund? The tax receipt would be worth uh, around uh, 24.2 federally, 24 Quebec. So, you, so you're looking at 48.2. Now we could do better if we want to do better, but we have to give certain types of donations in Quebec called cultural donations. I sense a cliffhanger coming. <laughs> I love the cliffhangers with you, Arnie, and Ernie, it's great. Uh, you're listening to Money Matters with Arnie Zweig on CJAD. Uh, it's your host, Kelly Alexander, and our guest tonight, Ernie Furt, who is a tax partner with FL Fuller Landau. You can reach out to us until 8 o'clock at 514-790-0800 by phone and 514-800 by text. It's 745, now off to the CJAD Traffic Center with Lauren Glazer. You're listening to Money Matters with Arnold Zweig of Scotia McLeod on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Thank you so much for spending time with us on a Thursday evening here on CJAD. It's your host, Kelly Alexander, with Arnie Zweig, uh, Senior Wealth Advisor, Director of Wealth Management with Scotia McLeod. His office line, if you'd like to reach out to him weekdays, at 514-287-3684, 514-287-3684, and zffinancial.ca is the website. Of course, Arnie here until 8 o'clock tonight, so if you've got questions, 514-790-0800 by phone and 514-800 by text. Our special guest tonight, Ernie Furt, who is a 
tax partner at FL Fuller Landau. And uh, we've been having fun because I've been teasing the guys off air about cliffhangers. So we have tax uh, question cliffhangers going on right now. And I know you wanted to, uh, uh, Ernie, jump into cultural donations. If people are so inclined, they can give cultural donations in Quebec to to a registered charity operating in Quebec in the arts or culture sector, a museum, etc. Now, there's incentives in Quebec that are quite interesting, but they're only for cash donations. You cannot donate shares and get these fancy credits. So what we're talking about here is the regular donation credit of 24.2 federal plus a Quebec credit of 24 plus an additional Quebec credit of 25, making the total amount of the credit 73.2%. So effectively, you're you're paying $26.80 on a $100 donation. But unfortunately, these are big dollar donations that you have to make. Minimum five grand, maximum 25 grand. How frequently can, can we We can do this these? once. So if you decide that you can only do a $5,000 donation, you can't next year all of a sudden say, okay, I want to do another 10. No, if you, that's it. Once you have one kick at the can at this, so either do a five or do a 10, 15, 25, whatever it is. And I'm aware of the Montreal Museum of Fine Arts. There's people who are matching these donations as well. So the organization is going to benefit big time if you are so charitably inclined towards the arts. I like that idea. Uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, especially because, I mean, how many times do you hear about arts programs or this or that being cut and all that sort of business? So it's nice to think that there's a way to help. Yeah, you know, I'll certainly consider, uh, you know, uh, looking at which uh, institutions offer that as uh, as uh, being acceptable to our uh, our government. Now, let, let's talk about, you know, a lot of people, Ernie, say, uh, you know, taxes, we only focus them uh, the last week of December or the last week of April. And here we are in the middle of June. And the reason we're talking about it is because actually half of the year is gone and people have to be planning. They can't wait till December to plan. So um, other than waiting for your tax assessment to come in from the tax returns that you just filed, do you have anything that's been bugging you that, uh, you know, the average person should be looking at? Well, there's a lot of stuff that people forget to claim, and they forget to talk to their, to their accountants, and they don't tell them their, their situation. You know, a lot of people look for the cheapest price to prepare a tax return, and they're going to get that. They're going to get the cheapest price, but they're also going to get the cheapest service, and, and that preparer will take whatever you give them, stick it down on the tax return, and there you go, and you're done. But in the interim, you forgot to tell them, you know, that little Susie is now in university in England. You forgot to tell them that you just bought a new home for the first time. You forgot to tell them that you moved here from Ontario. So, you know, you have moving expense deductions, first-time homebuyers credits, um, you know, pe- people who have different impairments or disabilities. Somebody came to me, they talked, they talked to me about uh, one of their parents who has been disabled. I said, well, how long have they been disabled? So, you know, about six, seven years. I said, have you been claiming a disability credit for them? No. Really? Okay, so we can go back, and you can go back 10 years to claim some of this stuff. So if the person has been disabled for more than 10 years and never claimed a disability credit, you can do it. Wow. There's a lot of things that you have to look out for and and, and keep and, and gather the information. Gather the information as you're going. Because nowadays... Not only are you receiving paper information, you're receiving information on the computer. You're, you're, you're getting emails with your donation receipts in them. 
you're you know you're a business person so you park and you have the the city of montreal parking app so you're gonna have a whole bunch of those little chits all over the place and if you use the app you can control it and and make a little file folder on your computer to keep that stuff your medical expenses keep them too eyeglasses are medical expenses going to the the drugstore is a medical expense you know if you renovated your home there's credits for that as well depending on what type of renovation you did you know and and i would imagine if the uh, your tax preparer doesn't know you very well it's like we were talking off air i asked you a question about volunteer firefighter rescue uh type of um uh, tax uh, credit and you said why and i said because I just joined the Auxiliary Coast Guard, and your eyes widened, and it was like you didn't know that about me. So how would you, as my tax preparer, know to even ask to do the tax uh, deduction? I actually joke with some clients. I said, so have you become a volunteer firefighter this year? <laughs> and, and they no, what are you, crazy? I said, no, but I just felt like felt like asking. But, but you actually are going to do that. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah, a wonderful it's part thing. of your due diligence. Right? <laughs> you can't ask everything. It's a long conversation at that point in time. Um, you know, just in the last couple of minutes, you mentioned the renovation tax credits. Um, is that only for people who uh, have disabilities who need uh, to modify their homes or there's other things available? There are other things available. Quebec has extended in its last budget uh, the Renovair credit, and that's extended to March 31st of 2018, as long as the payment is made by January 1, 2019. Now, these are eco-friendly uh, renovations such as uh, doors and windows, uh, air conditioning units potentially, and uh, heating systems that are energy efficient, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, this can be for your home, it could be for your cottage, and it's capped at ten thousand dollars. The credit is twenty percent. It's twenty percent of the amount that you spend. That's over twenty five hundred. So, if you spend fifty two thousand five hundred, you're getting ten grand. Okay, that's the maximum. If you spend a hundred thousand, you're also getting ten grand. But you've got to spend ten grand. If you spend ten grand, then then you're seventy five hundred, and uh, and you you're not getting as much. You you're getting twenty percent uh, of of seventy five hundred. But you have to you you can't use Uncle Joe to do this unless Uncle Joe is qualified and has an RBQ registration. You can't uh, do these things under the table like some people would do. You have to actually get a bill. The person has to be RBQ qualified. There's forms that have to be filled out, and they verify it. Ernie, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate it very, very much. Thank you for having me. Ernie Furt, again, a tax partner at FL Fuller Landau. And Ernie... I think this is going to be like uh, seeing the fall. The yeah. summer is here. You're finally. taking some time off to rescue people. <laughs> well, that's right. So Lac St. Louis will, will will be under my watchful eye. I love it very much. <laughs> uh, so I send you a high five. Thanks always for, for hanging out. We appreciate it very, and, very much. And you for coming in on such a lovely evening. Truly no worries. It. Happy to ha- hang out. Uh, Arnie Zweig, again, a Senior Wealth Advisor, Director of Wealth Management with Scotia McLeod. His office line, 514-287-3684. The website is zffinancial.ca. My Thanks going out to Dave Simon for pushing all the right buttons. My name is Kelly Alexander. Have an awesome night. Coming up next on CJD, it's the Night Side with John Paul.